Because we just got a tweet from the President of the United States. This is what he said. He said, see you in court. The security of our nation is at stake. Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Mitchell Hernandez. And I'm also your host, Brandon Condit. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where a conservative and independent like myself and an independent liberal like myself can share different points of view without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics and in the media. So, let's begin. They are mothers, daughters, Sisters, fathers, sons, and brothers. Mr. President. They are. Mr. President. The majority leader. The senators impugn the motives and conduct of our colleague from Alabama as warned by the chair. Senator Warren, quote, said Senator Sessions has used the awesome power of his office to chill the free exercise of the vote by black citizens. I call the senator to order under the provisions of Rule 19. So, of course, we have a couple of big stories this week. Um, The thing is that the biggest story this week, once again, is the travel ban to those seven Muslim countries. Yep. Um, Just keeps bringing, getting brought back up, man. So, we're going to go ahead and not start with that this time, as (laughs) so as to not start every (laughs) single episode on the same on the the same story. (laughs) Right. So, figure it out. Don't worry, though. We will address that. Um, also, I want to quickly say that I'm having a child tomorrow morning, so there's a possibility <laughs> that there could be a week gap in episodes. We'll Just see. might be. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see how this process goes. Um, but, you know, my first son, my first child, my yeah. first child, um, <laughs> so I know nothing about what's about to happen in the next week. So You're in for a good time. Yeah, I know. I have a feeling I am. <laughs> so anyway, we'll go ahead and get started with the other big news in the or the other big story in the news this week, which was Mitch McConnell t- <laughs> telling Elizabeth Warden to shut the hell up. Shut up. <laughs> go sit down. Um, Puts baby in the corner. Feminazi. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so what do you think? I mean, here's here's what happened. Elizabeth Warren, first of all, the Democrats have been doing every single thing that they possibly can to drag out the process right. of... Uh, who needs to fill government positions, right? right? We don't need those. Right, yeah. So so Donald Trump is having trouble getting this, his cabinet his filled. dream cabinet. <laughs> um, so good. They're the best. Um, I was so, so much awesomeness. Besides, that's his voice. She sucks. It'll make your toothpaste, Ben. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so, that's, that's, so the thing is, Elizabeth Warren, along with all of the other Democrats who have literally, like for two weeks now, they've been getting up, and every time they oppose... Um, they oppose a cabinet member, which seems to be everyone. And we'll comment on Chuck Schumer in a minute because I have a bone to pick with Look, Chuck Schumer. Um, you gonna cry for me, cry baby, but cry. Eli- <laughs> <laughs> but the Elizabeth Warren story is that in staying with, in staying true to what Democrats have been doing for the last two and a half weeks, she wants to slow down, like her party does, the the 
process at or the time frame in which these uh, in which these cabinet appointees get approved. So mm-hmm. Democrats who have no power, all they can really do is hold things up. So they're going to oppose, they're going to question. They've been keeping Congress in session until like right. four in the morning every night so that Republicans can't sleep. My problem also is that they they say their outcome before they do it. So they're like, we need to get the answers. But I'm definitely voting no. And then they spend like three days asking questions. I'm like, you're just being a dick. Well, like, right. Well, you already know what you're voting. Your vote doesn't count. To, so to that point, too, I'm about. sure if you ask Chuck Schumer, will these people get approved? He would tell you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going to get approved. Like, we're going to fight it. And right. Everything's going to be jaw dropping and stomach wrenching and all this oh, stuff. Oh. Um, somebody get that guy some yeah. He wakes up in perpetual anguish every day. That, right. But he knows, and we know, that they're all going to get through. And if Betsy DeVos got through, they're all going to get through. Right. So, and he already got – Sessions already got through. Right. So, like, so, that did a whole lot. Basically, what Elizabeth Warren did was she stood up and she started reading a letter from Loretta Scott King, the widow of Martin Luther King, um, about – Jeff Sessions being appointed. She, Loretta Scott King wrote a letter 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago, yep. um, when Jeff Sessions was being appointed to a federal judgeship. And Which he didn't get. What? Which he didn't get. Which he didn't get. And, and that was their big claim is that he's racist. Right. And that's why. So in that, in that he she points to um, accusations of, of keeping black voters... Um, from from getting out to the polls in the late 80s early 90s right um and all this stuff so basically now what's interesting too and you can judge whether or not her letter is right i don't know that first of all it's an opinion piece there are some there are some legal things that you can look at um when jeff sessions was um you know a a federal prosecutor he prosecuted three civil rights Mm -hmm. um leaders for trying to help elderly voters who couldn't get to the polls. Um, What they were trying to help them do was get registered so that they could be absentee ballots. And so they prosecuted these three civil rights leaders for, um, for, for helping elderly black voters send in absentee ballots. All of those civil rights leaders got acquitted. Nothing, nothing came of that case. Everything was dropped because it does sound like a BS case. But based on that, people have called, attached racist to him. Right. And so now Elizabeth I, Warren read a story or read the letter that Loretta Scott King mm-hmm. wrote about how Jeff Sessions is racist, and this is how she was trying to the, trying to stall. This was her stall tactic. So it's like instead of reading greetings and ham, you just read this letter. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Right essentially um though this was for an appointee and not shutting down Just the government <laughs> so i want to run the government i love shutting it down Ted cruz is still a d-bag yes he is um but but so anyway so halfway through her reading of this letter um because loretta scott king um accuses jeff sessions of being racist mitch mcconnell stands up and reads 
a a rule from the Senate, which is basically, and I'm look, I'm not a journalist, so guess what? I didn't find <laughs> out what number rule that was. So eight eleven squiggly line, <laughs> <laughs> right? Looks so like the Sims money. But he basically, fuck. there's a rule in the Senate that says that you cannot impugn the motives of your colleagues. So. It, and you can't um, you can't paint them or something in a in negative a, light or in a something. Negative light, which I Fucking kind of bullshit rule. I man. have a kind of I an issue with the rule existing in itself. But do you think it was right that he used it? I think that he has every right to use it. I personally don't. I think that that's free speech. Who cares what she says? Yeah, no, you know? I agree with you. Well, and you gave her more of a news story. Like, you gave her more publicity than right. she would have got if she would have just talked and sat down. Yeah, because of course, I mean, you know. Elizabeth Warren is obnoxious and loud, and I, I can't stand I can't stand anything that she does. So of course, as soon as that happened, she went to social media and right. she's doing it, and she's got her angry chipmunk face going on. And it well, was, remember, uh, the indivisible left was already there. They were already <laughs> they were already ready. Like they were watching, right. and they were waiting for it to be a story. And that's right. exactly what Mitch McConnell gave her. Now, some could argue, and some have argued that the Mitch mastermind Ma- that thing? Mitch McConnell yeah. is extremely calculated, and what he was trying to do was paint her as the face of the Democratic Party, which I don't think, as somebody who I won't call myself a Democrat, but I will say that. I tend to dislike a lot of things that I hear from Republicans more than Democrats, which makes me let like I voted for Republicans less often um, because I because what they're saying doesn't impress me, whereas what Democrats are saying doesn't really impress me. It just doesn't (laughs) make me it it just doesn't turn me off as much. So um, so I would say for people like me, though, who I consider myself like the reasonable middle left, mm-hmm. um, the you love Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren <laughs> is crazy. Elizabeth Warren is yeah. not the face that you want. She's of the that party. Democratic Donald Trump. I mean, she's a bully. She's obnoxious. She just comes up and attacks people. Right. She makes a lot of noise and a lot of fuss. You know, and she doesn't. I don't know. I, that irritates me. If Democrats want to win, go with Cory Booker. Go with someone who's actually got I a good thought process and doesn't. You know, just fly off the handle and and I agree. Be crazy. Now you could call in to question some of Cory Booker's latest studs. Well, Van stunts. Jones, I'll take Van Jones too. <laughs> but <here's> the, <laughs> I won't take Van Jones. I like Van Jones, even as a Republican. Yeah. I, I mean, like twenty five percent of the points he make piss me off, and I think they're off the mark. But the rest of it's, I think. Here's good. the thing: I like, I think Van Jones is a very intelligent guy. Um, he and he's usually pretty reasonable, but I, <laughs> he has a show now. And I don't like his the show messy now. truth. Yeah, that, I like it. I don't. Oh yeah. And I saw <laughs> Pop and Tops. Pop and Tops. <laughs> um, I I saw Bill Maher on there the other night, and it was just like, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of Bill Maher. Bill Maher's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um, but Van Jones wasn't handling him well, and I was just <laughs> like, man, come on. Um, come if on, you man. can't handle Bill Maher, you can't handle Ted Cruz. So yeah. that's all I'm saying. Um, I think that Republicans need to be weary. Of falling into the same mistakes that the Democrats made, where it was just lining the pins up that you thought were the easiest to knock down, mm-hmm. and then having it completely fly in your face and explode. Yeah, like that's what they were all saying is like, "Oh yeah, please let it be Donald Trump, please." Yeah, as he defeats nineteen people. Well, and in I'm a sure. Row. And here's the thing too, as far as Elizabeth Warren is concerned, because I'm sure there are a lot of Republicans, Mitch McConnell included, yeah. that 
would love for Elizabeth Warren to be the face. But you don't know what's going to happen. All she has to do is one good moment, and, and then she gets all those angry people riled up and along with her. And I, you know, I just jokingly made poked fun at the indivisible left. But let's talk about the indivisible left. Because I like to think, or at least I've thought up until maybe a couple weeks ago, um, that there are more moderates on both sides than there are extreme i would think so okay maybe not <laughs> Here, here's here's my argument i'm going that it's the more the bernie extreme. The bernie movement was freaking huge right yeah and like it kind of, it didn't transfer over to hillary clinton because it she it's extremely, cheated against him well she cheated against him <laughs> it's an extremely more left like you remember yeah. through the entire election process my yeah. argument was Bernie's not a Democrat. Like, and Democrats that think that Bernie's a Democrat. That's why I, like, it's no secret that I was a Bernie guy. Like, mm -hmm. even though I'm a Republican, even though I'm a conservative, I liked some of what Bernie Sanders said. I did the first thing initially where I was like, this guy's rainbows and and all that. And for a lot of reasons, he is. But at the same time, when I started to look at his proposals, they started to make a little bit of sense. They all had to work, and we Mm -hmm. see... How politics is nowadays, if you don't get your way, you're just going to just try to make sure that the other person doesn't get his way either. Right. So I think it would have come crashing down, just like, you know, I was very excited for Trump afterwards, after Hillary Clinton just destroyed Bernie. Right. Just butt-fucked him over a barrel, and then but he thanked her for here's it. here's the thing. Those Bernie, he lost a lot of respect in my eyes those, for that. That Bernie movement was a very, very amped-up movement. Yeah, but he lost it, me now. Like, I'm not going back to him. Right, I know. But that movement seemed to transfer over to the Women's March in dc yeah. the women's march in dc really really brought the left together because what they saw in themselves was we just brought three times the amount of people to the city that donald trump brought out yesterday maybe i thought it was two times maybe that that's what you said <laughs> alternative I'm, just making, facts. I'm just making oh alternative facts <laughs> i'm just making stuff up now i'm not a, look i always will fall back on i'm not a journalist do your own homework yeah, i mean i don't know i mean, I mean that's fair <laughs> um, but here's what here's the thing like if those people if the left is unified into this loud um this loud sometimes violent shutting Sometimes, down they just killed the imperial wizard of the kkk you hear it, that that just happened just found his body in the missouri river and seen a lot of you know that was an anti-trump guy <laughs> <laughs> are you sure i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was an anti-kkk guy <laughs> are you sure i'm just saying i'm just saying that guy on, didn't necessarily yeah. vote for bernie and wouldn't necessarily vote for elizabeth warren <laughs> no. so let's just just no. keep it that probably voted for trump um but violence is on the rise. So like, violence yeah. is on the rise. And, but what I wonder, and my whole point, and I know that was a long tangent, but my whole point is, those people that set Berkeley on fire, and those people that are shutting it. down Republicans, much like the Tea Party did, um, those people are Elizabeth Warren people. So, if Mitch McConnell successfully makes her the face of the Democratic Party. That may not be a good thing. That's my and point exactly. Don't may, get excited about be, lining it up. There may be more loud. I don't think there are ruckus liberals than there are people who consider themselves the center left I or still the reasonable think that, left. That, that is the vocal minority of the left i hope you're right yeah um, so do i i mean shit i would hate to be but they keep showing up and they keep 
and I know the Tea Party did too, but this looks different than the Tea Party. It is party. different. This looks, the Tea Party was consolidated into the, just like Capitol Hill type incidents. Like that's what they were for. They were trying to do. They were much more involved in the actual process of legislation. These guys just protest fucking everything. They're just pissed at everything. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't like this. Oh, five million people showing up to to riot your shit. Right. So it's different as it's a much larger scale, and it's just a broader topic. Like right. it's not focused and if they get focused we can have a problem well um, they look focused i don't know have you they, i don't think they're focused they seem to be just be protesting everything well without they, a, an actual reason have you just, looked at their plan like have you looked I mean, at, at they don't give me their plan they don't email it to me to, they do to actually you can go find it on youtube um <laughs> look up oh i don't i'll just re- join all of elizabeth warren i'll and, put a link to it in the comments but it's like the indivisible left or something like i that's not a joke that's what they're calling themselves <laughs> and it is it is organized so much better than what the tea party was like they are literally telling you where i'm what pretty sure that the nazi party organized so I, i'm gonna make that parallel <laughs> and they're all nazis no i wouldn't make that parallel because Nazi, Logic seems sound to me, bro. Jumping, jumping to Nazis is never probably <laughs> the right thing to do. No, it's not. And I don't think they're Nazis. Unless, Strike that from the record. Yeah, but unless you're talking about <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, so, no, I, that's that's a joke. That's a joke. Sometimes my tone doesn't come off as sarcastic. Right. We don't believe in Nazis, we it, promise. We don't, right. Unless, unless they're neo-Nazis. Right. Those unless guys they're are real. dead in the Missouri River. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So, so, I don't know. Anyway, back to the whole thing that started the tangent of, right. of Elizabeth Warren's people. Elizabeth Warren got shut down this right. week by Mitch McConnell, which made her a huge story. And what I wonder is let's not even focus on the fact that she got attention from it. Um, let's focus on the fact that the rule exists. You think you should be allowed to impugn? I think. Do you understand why the the rule is there? While I don't like not you in modern the first times. question I asked you, <laughs> I no, agree. In not modern in modern times. times, and I understand it was put in place because there was a lot of fighting that would happen, like actual come to fist during right. the Senate sessions, and then duels, as you know we've discussed as well. So that the listener so, knows the the point of the rule when it was adopted way back when was so that in layman's terms was so that things couldn't get so personal and and it's been kept in because you're right in and back in those days like people actually dueled people died over over calling each other out in congress so like i get it now fast forward to modern history um the reason that they would argue that it's still there now is because a lot of these guys can can you know throw rocks at each other when they're talking about health care or something but then they have to turn around and be in the next committee on energy right create bad blood and all that it creates bad blood if who you're are we kidding dro- man if you're if, dropping if, names if, if that's if to avoid bad blood was the reason this rule is put into place you have fucking failed because <laughs> right. there is nothing well, but bad blood right now i don't now. think that they also they don't they didn't really have a good counter rule they're like okay so you can't you can't say, say anything mean ever you, well no and they didn't even say that you can say mean stuff you can't can't say the congressman's or congresswoman's name and you can't say Re- republican or democratic party so a statement that you would not be allowed to say would be something like the i recognize that the republican from missouri mitchell hernandez 
is a big old D-bag. No, like, man. That um, ain't true. You couldn't in cut off the D-bag part. You still couldn't say that <laughs> because I broke two rules. I said his party and I said his name. So, what, so the alternative, though, is... The good gentleman from Missouri is sitting a apart, <laughs> apart from me is a douche. Right. <laughs> and that's fine. And right. so that's where, like, I kind of... Much more civil. The, the rule itself is kind of ridiculous and i, I wonder, say let them fight man like, i wonder if mitch mcconnell actually like the, i know there's that whole gene mitch mcconnell's a genius he's super I don't calculated i think he was just frustrated like yeah dude you guys have been holding this up for two and a half weeks like no someone pointed out the rule book to him and he was like ah there uh, you go. I got sit this. down <laughs> sit down old crazy lady Shut up. Yeah, i don't um, think he had some grand scheme in mind or anything like that i just don't see it happening i don't know people people around him paint him as frank underwood uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but that's terrifying. This little turtle coming at you. Come here, boy. <laughs> right. Well, meet me in the train station. Um, that guy, dude. I spoiler know. alert. I don't like Mitch McConnell. I don't like any of the leadership. Like, it just seems like every time if you're like, look, besides Paul Ryan, I still like Paul Ryan I quite a like bit. I still like Paul Ryan. Yeah. Because he just wants, he just wants to crunch the numbers. He's like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> let's just he do, wants to walk let's around. Let's just do math. I have a buddy that, um, that works in and closely with government um, up in D.C., and he had interned um, in the Capitol for a little while, maybe a year or two, um, and he said that Paul Ryan literally walks around the walks around the halls of Congress all day with headphones in, and that's not necessarily because anything's playing. He just doesn't like to interact <laughs> with the people around that's him. That's antisocial, man. So so the, the common joke, though, with Paul Ryan is that he's, like, blaring rage against the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted sister, we're not gonna take it. Um, yeah, I like Paul Ryan. He's a fucking dork, but I, he I is like a him. dork. But he I brought do. his mom to the campaign trail. I was like, "Here's my mom." Right. <laughs> like, I do like. All right, guy. There you go. Yeah, and it's one thing if you're like a bush Nerd. and your mom is known. <laughs> he's just like, "This is Nancy Ryan." Here we go. Who is this? Who I'm knows? always smiling. But yeah, I like so, I like him. But Chuck Schumer pisses me off, which we can get into that in a second. But especially Mitch McConnell because he is that opposition guy. Like he's yeah. the guy that the quote comes from is, "We're gonna make." Obama a one-term president and that makes me mad because so many problems have derived from that exact mentality and now the left is getting it right so um yeah no I agree with you completely um I I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell I am not a fan of I don't know. A lot of the leadership, like you said, it, it just does with Chuck Schumer. Let's get into Chuck Schumer now. Yeah, we teased it, it twice. Let's get into Chuck Schumer now. Chuck Schumer needs to stop. Like he's not first he's of not all. He's not gonna stop. And Republicans, <laughs> when he first came in, Republican, I, I'm sure congressmen as well as the pundits, but I know a lot of pundits in at least conservative radio were really excited that it was going to be somebody like Chuck Schumer because Just, Chuck Schumer and Donald Trump are friends. In real life, were anyway right. Well, we saw and, that with uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Right. So you so friends no more. What they thought was going to happen was that Chuck Schumer was going to be somebody to reach across the aisle and maybe give Donald Trump some Democratic votes, and then that way, like it, it, it's a win-win. Good things they make compromises. Good things yeah. get passed on both sides. But politics is toxic right now. But politics then, is toxic, and just the the leadership. Once you and get into it, I would thank the Tea Party for that. Like the Tea Party, they really did. Really they started poisoned, the escalation. Yeah, they did. Really and poisoned that was, the political process. Yeah, they did. And that was why I was so against. Even though being a conservative Republican, I was still like, quit fucking up. Let the the John Boehners and those guys run the show because they. I felt they knew what they were doing. 
to a degree. Like, there is a, a, a large portion of bullshit that goes on from them as well, you know? So it doesn't mean, you know, but still, the Tea Party took it to a different level where opposition was an occupation. Right. And that's fucked. Because that's not, that's not your job. Your job is not just to say no. You're supposed to do things better. Right. If you don't like it. And if you don't have power, that sucks. You don't have power. Wait a little bit. Try to get it back. Find ways to convert people. That's what you have to do. Yeah. So, but instead, what they're doing, and Chuck Schumer, I think, and I get it, he's the voice, so like he's gonna be the worst because he's the one that gives statements every day. But it's just like for the, the last weird the, shaped head, the, the last <laughs> three. Well, and he's like that. Who's that cartoon? That like little sad puppy. You're like, oh, Whoa, droopy uh, face, right? Like Deputy Droop, Deputy uh, Droop, like. Dude, I don't know if that's it. right, but I'm going to say For the it last three appointees, the, his three quotes were, um, Kick my, my, <laughs> my stomach is turning over this pick to this department. Yeah. Um, my jaw dropped to the floor when this person was, was, and then he cried over the other way. It's like, dude, <laughs> get this guy some antidepressants or something. Like, right. he is a mess. He is I'm totally s- a mess. I'm sorry. And I come from a, a place, and people can say whatever they want about it, but... Men don't cry on TV. Like, that doesn't fill John me. Boehner. I know. It doesn't fill <laughs> me with back. confidence when the men who are supposed to be leading us start crying. I know. I it's like, oh, do, do, don't repress men or whatnot. Just, I don't care. Like, any, any feminist that's listening. Oh, I do not care in the slightest. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see the man following out me. right now. It's like if you're going into war or something and the, your commander just starts crying, you're like, whoa, what? What? Here's I'm following this guy? Okay, What's happening? To be fair. Chuck Schumer's not going into war, although he's he going might feel like war. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, All I'm saying is that he missed his calling in dramatic theater. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't have a problem with dudes crying. I have a problem with people, anyone, faking it. Like, don't <laughs> fake it. When Obama cried yeah. over Sandy Hook, I cried over Sandy Hook. I don't. Well, a lot of ha- people did. I don't have a problem with Barack Obama giving his speech and actually having tears. I believe those tears. That was a sad, messed up situation, and when it first like it's easy to talk about it now because it's several years later right but it, when so we were other ones happened as when well we were living that and when we were seeing pictures of what kindergartners first graders yeah 23 of them up on the up on the tv screen on fox and cnn yep. as as the days were passing like that was messed up that was emotional i was upset i was very like what do right. we do to fix this that makes sense um what did he cry over anyway was it the the muslim ban Travel Chuck ban, Schumer? sorry. Yeah. Was I that believe, what he did? I believe it was. I, I think it was. And to me... I mean, I guess people are crying over it, but I don't... Well... I don't agree with that bit. But. I don't agree with the Muslim ban, um, but I didn't cry. Oh, well, we can debate that in a second. But <laughs> I... Um, but I didn't, I, I, it didn't, and I guess to me, it's because I, like, yeah, we're all immigrants, but I'm not really an immigrant. Like, I've been here I'm an immigrant seven generations ago, <laughs> right. and I was only there for one generation, but for some reason, the left wants to say that. I have a big issue with that, and I am going to go off on a tangent here for a second, but being of Hispanic descent, everyone always wants to call me Mexican, and I played into it for a long time, because I just thought I was Mexican. Wall jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I swam, damn it. But... <laughs> No, it's irritating because it's like we've only been there for a, one or two generations in Mexico. I'm third generation, you know, American, but somehow I'm Mexican. It's like that's not how it works. Where you're born is where you're from. Right. All these people, it's like from Mexico, they didn't 
they weren't there, you know. They right. had to come from someplace else. Now, I do, on the flip side of that, though. But it's I, so obsessive about saying you cannot be American. I, like, American is, we're a melting pot. It's like, I, no, if you're born here, you're American. I did hear an interesting phone call um, while I'll continue your continue your tangent for a second i because i listen to a lot of conservative radio throughout the week just uh, and i just, don't which just is like... weird I, I i do it's weird it's like I, all right i'm a really big fan of brian kilmeade he's like one of the only rational conservatives on the radio that's just like that will literally like he will call out both sides yeah. and i appreciate that i find him. if you're not listening to rush limbaugh you're probably going to hear some rational conservatives you would be surprised at how many aren't i don't listen to it so um, i probably would be surprised you would be surprised Especially in like the St. Louis market, like we have a lot of really, yeah, like guys that I'm just like, dude, you don't even, you don't believe that. You came <laughs> up with that last night when you heard Sean Hannity say it, and Sean Hannity <laughs> is a jackass. So, um, you know, so I throw that football, <laughs> right? So anyway, but what was interesting was I heard this call, and this lady was talking about how um, now the call that I heard that that triggered her calling in was some some black guy had called in on the radio station and was and was like all white people can't see racism and the host was trying to explain that like yes i can just because i haven't been a victim of it doesn't mean that i can't see it i can see it happening i can have empathy and sympathy for those situations and the dude was just not having it he and this guy was irrational and he was just like no you're white so you have a privileged life and you don't see all this stuff common argument and while i will agree that white privilege does systematically white privilege does systematically exist or it has systematically existed in instances it can exist i do not believe that just because you are white i've seen a lot of people that are underprivileged and they are white yeah i don't think just because you're white right. that you're privileged but i, I think do that's a think, bit of a racist statement to have but i do think <laughs> that like if you look at like voter laws and you look at all these other right. factors like well, yes laws systematically are, we have voter we, laws and i totally think that there is definitely like republicans are guilty of this 100 percent, where they have when people say They've tried to suppress large black populations from being able to register to vote, typically poor. I 100% agree with them. They have. I just don't think it's for racist things. I think it's more political than racist. Yeah, they I, just think that, that if these guys start to vote, they'll vote against me, and right. so they try to suppress it. Right. I'm I, sure there's some racism that, that's involved as well, but I think it's a more political oh, yeah. thing I totally than, agree. than totally that. Agree. But I completely think that it's happening because, yeah. come on, guys. Like, it's you literally just stopped them from voting right. multiple times. So, like, no, I agree with you. I think that it does happen, and it is for political reasons. Just More like so I think Democrats are so adamant about trying to get them to vote because it helps them. Right, politically. It's a political yeah. thing. Yeah, I agree with you. They don't really you. give a shit. Um, so, but here's here's what was interesting. So this guy calls in. He has his whole thing. He's telling four white hosts of the show that they are privileged and they cannot understand racism and they're trying to have a rational conversation. This is the Dave Glover show. Um, they, Dave is trying to have a rational conversation with this guy and say, look, like I can see it. I, and, and isn't it kind of racist of you to say that because of my skin color, I can't understand. Right. Um, okay. So we all can make up our own minds on that argument in and of itself. I tend to think that Dave is right. And that the black caller who called in while it is, while I'll acknowledge that white privilege is existent, 
it's not it doesn't mean that if you're white you are privileged and and to think that because you are white and privileged that makes you privileged that in itself is racism right and there's no such thing as reverse racism racism <laughs> is racism. racism it's just racism no but yeah i mean the, <laughs> um, the common rebut to that is they say well it has to be systematic and this that so it's only white people's like uh, first off america's not the only other country that's ever exist and white people don't have some special monopoly over slavery that has been happening in almost every right. civilization that we've seen throughout time remember the egyptians right remember those guys they yeah. love slavery well and, to, and it's not like but regardless look, it I, happened here yeah, so, i don't even want to go down a path of history and history american and slavery <laughs> um, right i just don't understand there, here's so here's the point that i'm going to try to wrap up real quick is so this lady calls right a, a white Republican Christian lady, self no, <laughs> no. self described all those things. I'm not right. painting her that way. Right. Um, and she says, and here's where I laughed because to prove that she wasn't racist, which I think sometimes uh, make you, you go? racist. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> um, she this goes tricky. I work with black people. She well, and I don't all, hate them. First, I mean, I'm totally. first of all, she was like, I know four black people, and I think when you know oh. the number of the of yeah. the minority, the, the number of people, you mean in well, them, but it's coming off wrong. It's coming off wrong. So that was that was a rough start. A few pebbles that she yep. she tracked over. Oops. Here it gets better. <laughs> she goes. So we're having a conversation, me and my coworkers, my black coworkers, about white privilege and they can't understand that not that just because i'm white i'm not i i'm not privileged so far so good then she goes to justify her non-racism or as at least that's how i took it i am mixed 172 different ways <laughs> i stop stop right there <laughs> like it doesn't matter i counted <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're going from here because that just made you that just sprinkled on a little bit more doubt on your racism right like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, did you really count because you, i you got a tally sheet i'm not racist i'm not racist come right. on she's like i got a part of indian and my great 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 grandma was irish and right. conclusion um, people like to fuck so good job <laughs> right so here's here's my thing does that make her a racist for saying that? No, it doesn't. Does it make her – does it put a little bit of doubt in somebody's head? Yeah, it does. Yeah, you didn't is, put the, the topic to rest, I'll say that. <laughs> is that fair? Probably not on both sides. But we, we right. need to stop being so sensitive about it. And just like the caller before her who was arguing that just because I'm white means that I'm privileged, st- step back for a second and and try to think – I think what would be really beneficial to everyone individually in society is whatever judgment you just made about the person across from you, put yourself in their shoes. Like, you know, pretend that white is black for a minute. And do you see that there's some systematic racism that your people weren't allowed to vote, that your people weren't allowed to share restaurants and buses and drinking fountains until 50 years ago. Like, yeah, it exists and we can't just write off that it doesn't exist. Right. Um, It definitely happened. It is history. Right. So, but I don't think that that, I don't think it gives anybody a pass to say, well, because you fall into this group of people, you also, Right, fall into the same historical definition, or not definition, but explanation of how we got to this point. Right. So, and the bottom line really is that 
nowadays is there, there's a lot of racial tension mm-hmm. but you gotta do things that'll help not hinder and if you just start attacking white people saying they're all privileged without knowing their story without, Although, without knowing you're not gonna help while i completely same thing goes for white people they just start attacking you know say oh whatever oh yeah mexicans are the problem oh <laughs> Muslims are the problem. Um, no, I haven't seen that recently. I haven't either. Uh, <laughs> um, so weird. So, um, but I don't know. As far as the whole, like, we got way off from Elizabeth Warren. On yeah, that. we did. <laughs> but. but I think that, you know, I think that as far as Elizabeth Warren's story goes and as far as the other goes, like, both, there's something to be said about how people whether you're a congresswoman trying to slow down the the process in which the government runs or whether you're a black or white guy looking at the person across from you um maybe just step back for a second and think about what you're doing because i think a lot of times if people like elizabeth warren and people like chuck schumer would step back and actually think about what their words are doing what what their word what what kind of effects that come from you these types eight, of pauses? Right. What you having a good effect or you having a bad effect? Right. Then you can very people much. People are starting to die. Like there are these instances now where the riots are getting out of hand. Uh, someone was shot at the Milo thing, not at the Berkeley, but the one before that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got KKK guys floating down right. rivers. And I think people just, are going to start dying. Just, and calm down, yeah, everyone. Like, just do we like, really want a civil war going on at the same time right. we're doing that? I think else? I think it is definitely relatable um, because I think that. Just like black and white or race tensions, I would think it's bigger than black and white, but just just like race right. tensions are at an all-time high, so are political tensions. Yeah. And, and, and people look at my side is the right side, and it doesn't matter what the other side says. There can't be any rational thoughts on the other side. We need to shut the other side down, and that's not healthy. Whether no. you're talking about race or whether you're talking about religion or whether you're talking about political affiliations, it's not right. a healthy and place to be. Even if Mitch be. McConnell was shutting her down just to get on with the process like you have to realize that that's going to be viewed as a assault against free speech right and even i can't get on board with that it's like no just let her yeah. talk she's dumb just yeah let her say well, her dumb and shit and then she'll we'll you know, say hey that, well, that's stupid the devil's advocate isn't having this conversation if he doesn't <laughs> if he doesn't pull that rule because yeah. she would have got up she would have read all her stuff and you and i would have seen it in the news and been like, oh, it's just Elizabeth Warren being Doing dumb Elizabeth dumb. Warren again. Yep. And we wouldn't have thought about it. But because she got shut down, now it's a thing. And now she's gotten way more notoriety from it than she – like, look, she was popular anyway amongst the people that she's popular with. Right. But people that don't like to talk about her, like me and you, um, <laughs> wouldn't have been talking yeah. about her today if if that didn't happen. So I think it's just a good lesson that everybody – Calm it, calm it down and really think about your actions because we have a new administration in front of us. Yes, we, we do. have. So, so things are going to change. And I don't think that when, if bad things, if I don't have a problem with the Democrats playing opposition, if something bad, if they're stopping something bad, that's obviously opinionated. And so you have to weigh the pros and cons, right. but I don't think that shutting things down, 
just to shut them down is any better than what Republicans did no. for, during eight years of Barack Obama. Look at you, Ted Obama. Cruz. Like, what did you get accomplished again? Right, nothing. nothing. A lot of furloughs. Right, a lot of green eggs and ham sales probably <laughs> went through the roof. Right, um, woohoo. But, Good job, bud. you know, like, I just don't, I don't know. I, I think it would be good for everybody yeah. to just kind of just kind of. I think we down. agree on that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back in the news once again. Every travel week. ban. Yep. It's going to be for a while now. This is round three of us talking about it. Yep. Um, out of four episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much but uh so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give a real quick uh timeline of it so that we have all the facts going into it and then we can kind of make predictions and see where we're gonna go with it gotcha so if anyone doesn't know at this point um trump issued an executive order banning travel from seven countries for 90 days uh it also bars refugees admissions for 120 days this was met with mass protest from the left uh, a federal judge, uh, Ann Donnelly of New York, blocked part of the executive order. Then federal judge from Massachusetts, Allison Burroughs, blocked a part of the order. Senate Republicans tried to introduce two bills, which would they would debate to rescind the order, uh, but Republicans blocked that. And then Trump went ahead and Republicans fired. Republicans blocked that? Republicans blocked it from being even brought up to, gotcha. to the floor. Um, and then, of course, Trump followed Attorney General Sally Yates. Um, Trump then did allow expedited clearance for green card holders, which was the first real kind of win for Democrats mm-hmm. on, the, on the issue. Uh, federal Massachusetts judge Nathaniel Gordon did not extend the temporary restraining order, overturning the block by Allison Burroughs, which was the first court win for Trump. Then Judge James Robar uh, blocked the ban nationwide. So that was the big one. Right. That was... That was last week's. Right. And then, um, you know, federal appeals court denied Trump's request to resume the ban, taking it to the Ninth District Court, who had both sides make their cases. Uh, it was a three-judge panel who then went to rule against uh, reinstating the ban. And um, a three-to-nothing decision. Yep. Then D. Trump said, well, I'll just probably write a new, brand, new, brand new order. Um, but at the same time, an anonymous judge from the Ninth Circuit Court has asked the other 25 judges to do a vote to hear the cases again, in which case it'll go to an 11-member panel rather than just the three, and we could get a new ruling on it. It's called an inbox session. Um, the main issue that seems to be tripping Trump up is the travel ban, not the refugee ban. So that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if Trump is smart, he's going to separate it, just issue a, a different executive order, banning the refugees because no one seems to have a problem with that. That seems to be well within his authority to do so. Get that out of the way and then re, re you know reword your thing a little bit. I wouldn't say nobody has a problem with that. Well, obviously people do, but no one I, can shut it down really. Right. I bet you yeah, there there's a lot of people that have a problem with it, but legally um legally it can't that part can't be stopped right so. well, i thought he had a pretty solid standing on the first part but apparently all the judges are saying not so much yeah i don't know i think their, their issue with it has been that he can't provide adequate proof that we need it and we don't need it do you think we need it i said yes i do think we need it you think we need it you think it is necessary i think that it, it could just because we're not getting attacked at the moment the world is prime for war these things are happening all of these other countries are dealing with these problems. Our oceans can only insulate us for so long. 
And in history, we see that time and time again, where we think this will protect us, so we don't need to protect ourselves further. And then it happens. If ISIS wasn't around, I don't think we would need this, and I don't think we would be doing this. But ISIS is around, I and mean, until we can get rid of them, we would be doing this whether or not ISIS was around. We would be doing this because Al Qaeda would be around, Boko Haram would be around. Yeah, but they're not uh, stealing anyone from the U.S. You know, we've seen ISIS-inspired stop attacks putting people on in the U.S. and so- their countries. Soil. What? They're not stealing anybody from here. No, they're not. So they're, you know, look. The fact of the matter is, travel ban. It is not necessary. You pretend these oceans are lakes, and they're not lakes. Um, <laughs> I'm they, there's a lot of countries that used to be third world that are becoming first world countries, and they can get around our oceans. The fact of the matter is, we don't have a, a terrorism problem in the United States, and when when we do have it, is from people who are already here. But we have a terrorism problem in the world. We have a terrorism problem the in the world, but we obviously have a process set up that's working well enough that we don't have. It one worked in well the enough United in the States. past, but who's to say it's going to work in the future? And all they're saying is, let's take ninety days to reassess the programs and see if they're adequate. So what we're saying though is, let's clamp down an iron fist on a problem that's non-existent that we already have. Under, if we see under it coming wraps. off in the distance, just because it hasn't happened in 12 years, we or don't whatever see you it. Ha- say. We don't see it coming. We see it coming to countries with that that terrorism can walk to. Well, obviously, yeah, it's much easier. They don't have right. you know, the oceans so we don't to, see to block it here. Them. So the, our oceans do go into a, a big yeah. are a big part of our security, right? Like they yeah. are. Mexico so, and Canada ain't attacking us, right? Yes. So <laughs> we're we're surrounded by countries that aren't attacking us and. Water Obviously, homegrown terrorism is the main threat to which America. you're not going to stop with a refugee. No, you're not. This isn't designed. Ban. This isn't designed to stop homegrown terrorism with these inspirational well, maybe, attacks. Maybe since homegrown terrorism is the only terrorism we have an issue with, we should At focus moment. on that. Well, yeah, but what do you, what can you do about that? Limit everyone's internet access? You can't do that. Mm, well, I agree with you. Right, but you just have to hope. All we're that doing is instituting a feel good measure that only makes half of the people in the country feel good, and it does nothing for any of the people in the country. I don't see it like that at all. I, I think, think facts see it like that. I think statistics see it. like Yeah, like that. I said, there haven't been attacks yet, so right. it's real easy. So I'm let's... A, but the day before World War One or World War Two, the French were like, "We're cool. Our army's totally good." We're definitely not going to lose in one week to the Germans. They can't cross the Ardennes. Who can get through there with <laughs> tanks? It's impossible. Guess what? It was, and they got through. Yeah, guess and what? And then they were done within a week. There wasn't an ocean between them. No, there wasn't. No, there but wasn't. it's the same equivalency. It, it's it saying, is not this will the same equivalency us. at all. There are different methods that they can get in, and obviously they are working with these other countries. We see North Korea just testing more missiles. Uh, recently, they're within the next four years. They're gonna be able to reach us. North Korea. North Korea. Like, okay. That's gonna be a situation that we're gonna have to deal with. And who are they in cahoots with? All these people from these countries. With uh, China, obviously, is a big. The same people that Russia is in cahoots with. Right. Okay. Yeah. We should be friends with them. Well, we shouldn't be attacking, <laughs> having them attack us too. We can go on about the war. I think that war that the world is primed for war, and right now we would be on the losing side, in my opinion. We have a very good army. We will, I think, but our allies will, don't. We will. Be, Every one of our allies just doesn't spend any money on their militaries. They've come from the point of view that World War II was the war to end all so wars. We, so it's not going to happen. So then we'll solve that by teaming up with the one guy that would love nothing else than America to fall off the face of the. I don't. Map. See, I don't see it that way. I think Russia wants to do what's best for Russia. But the Americans and Russia can help each other out quite a bit. And if we can convey that to Putin and show that having us as both as allies can help each other out, like I said, he, I want him to commit to taking out ISIS jointly with the United States. Boots on the ground, 
the whole deal. That's what I would like to see happen. Then I would think that, that we both have sufficient skin in the game. I don't want to see them just release sanctions from Russia for no damn reason because that doesn't. Well, now help they're getting us. Edward Snowden back, so <laughs> maybe that's a reason to yeah. lift sanctions. Is he going to? I don't know. Russia said, "Hey, we'll we'll give him back if you want him back." Oh, shit. Uh, to, to, Donald, <laughs> to Donald Trump. Well, that as, sucks for Edward Snowden. Maybe you show, shouldn't have gone to those two countries. Well, yeah, right. Donald Trump's policy on leaks is like, this guy will be uh, it's totally fine. teaching college classes in a week. Like, he'll, <laughs> he'll be fine. So they're not going to do anything with him. Right. Even after Donald Trump disagreed with Bradley Manning, Chelsea Manning, being right. released from jail, um, I don't see Edward Snowden going to jail and i don't see no. a relationship with russia being a good thing um i think i see the not, potential for it being I think a good you're thing giving putin credit for being more honest than he actually is well none uh, of our allies have ever none of the allies that have ever mattered have truly been honest if you want to put it that way like matter, they're all matter is a perspective yeah. thing and especially during you times say that of our war. alliance with germany probably doesn't matter i would disagree i think it you. matters yeah it totally matters i mean everyone there obviously the european union is giant economically and they're you know basically one of the best countries off in the european union or at least they were i know they're not doing as well now right uh and we'll see we'll see what happens with that whole election coming up uh and how the world changes but the world i'm glad to say that europe is becoming more conservative so we're starting to get people that are already our allies that are starting to see the world it, in the way that we it see it makes more sense for europe to be more conservative because europe has a problem it doesn't i don't understand the mentality that the left has that we've watched this country this country this country this country all do these measures and have it blow up in their face but it'll be totally different for us i don't get that mentality no it, it's not well it will be different for us because they don't have the same things we're not playing on the same field right like they don't have a big ocean between them <laughs> we have that on our field that's a really good asset to have it, it's a uh, decent asset it's not going to say we have everything. a three-year vetting process as is which is right. why we don't have a well here's the problem we, we have it's so, so easy if i don't have say... diabetes should i never eat sugar <laughs> ever like no i think that you they should can. they actually you doctors should... are going to tell you to probably not eat so much sugar and whatnot so i know you they're going to get diabetes in the future not to eat so much sugar what i'm yeah. saying is they're not going to tell you not to to have a grain of sugar what they're going to tell you right. is to watch your sugar vet your sugar <laughs> <laughs> for three years you watch that candy bar right until and it then, gets good enough for your system right and no. then you allow it in um, <laughs> no and that's the thing is that we're not saying that we're not saying indefinitely we're saying it for 90 days let's stop things put a halt take a look at the the I, w I think the new administration should be able to look at the process so and say is this adequate i know that you like to say that it's adequate so let's say this if the Democrats are able to keep this fight going for 90 days. Right. Shouldn't you be looking at this? <laughs> right. What's stopping you from looking at it now? You don't need right. a halt to look at it. No, look you, at it. you don't. Well, I mean, there, there's protocol okay. in place. So if there's a hole in the, in the protocol, then. So then you're saying that essentially you agree. You don't need to halt this. To assess I would it. think you would need you don't need to halt it to assess it, but at the same time, if something was there was a hole in the protocol, you wouldn't have be safeguarded against it for the next ninety days. No, you wouldn't, but you won't be after. Well, the depends 90 on if days. they find it, it, they fix it. I don't if know if they find it, if they fix it. Right. If they don't find it, then you're back to square one, <laughs> and this whole thing was pointless. Yeah, it was. Well, at least we would have checked through it, you know. And that's the, that's the thing. So I don't do your checking. Yeah, don't, and I've, don't I've put said up before, your walls. Like, I don't that, agree that, with 
the necessity for this travel ban. I don't agree with it. I just don't think that it's my place to say whether we do or don't. I think the administration should be able to take a look at it. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not doing anything. You're not buying into that whole Donald Trump statement that like, oh, it's been a week and a half and I've seen some papers and (laughs) oh my God, terrorism is like rampant. Yeah, even though I voted for. You don't know what I know, so just trust (laughs) me. No. Even though I voted for Donald Trump and I do think that he can do a lot of good for the country, I'm not in any habit of trusting him i mean the dude lies 50 percent of the time so i'm not gonna just fake take it news. on fa- fake face news value. mitch is full of fake news I'm full of fake news <laughs> except for this which was totally wrong but i'm gonna say it's right yeah so he's, he's kind of lost me on that aspect because guess what you've just spent three weeks lying right maybe don't do that and i'll trust you a little bit more right so i don't take it on face value but i do think because i look at the rest of the world and i see these other attacks that terrorism is an issue so do you think that the as far as the ninth circuit court of appeals goes do you think that they made came to the right conclusion um because they're they're, according to what happened in the court i would say yes the reason grudgingly because apparently they said that the the lawyers that were arguing for the ban just could not come up with an argument they couldn't come up with a compelling reason to do it and to me and i don't and like i said it's easy because people well they want facts and statistics on what hasn't happened yet you can't do that so (laughs) when you try to you can't just inevitably or you can't just this is a precautionary measure yeah i mean you can't by definition there are no stats on it something is going to like all you're doing is fear-mongering you realize that something might happen sometime someday some way it's actually something you're afraid of we're not saying like hey you know what i think that the I don't know, the the Swedish might actually attack us when there's literally no Someday, precursor for that. Someday somebody might kick in my apartment door and I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to prove you wrong. You should have shoot, preca- <laughs> Shooting bullets everywhere, like just spraying the walls. Right, uh, but we do have a terrorism problem. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's diluting he, the actual threat. Here's the thing, though. Threat, I'm, and not, I don't, I'm not buying ADT because no one's after me. Well, we also live in Missouri, so not only do we have oceans, but we're in the damn center of the country. We got so. guns! <laughs> and we got guns! We will kill you! So, so I don't have a gun. Shit, I gotta go buy one. No, I just don't. I just do not. I don't see the point in the ban. I do think that I agree with you that as far as what the Ninth Circuit was looking at last week, I think they came to the right conclusion. Right. I'd um, like to see an eleven panel. I want to see it do the inbox you know, session and I, see what they come up with and, I and see mind. if they make different arguments. Like fire those guys. I've seen a lot of, you know, lawyers that come in and we think they have an ironclad case and they just fuck it up. going to be hilarious, though, is that Neil Gorsuch eventually, probably May, will get um, will get appointed to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And what would be hilarious is if this is still going on and Neil Gorsuch goes the Justice Roberts route and just goes against Donald <laughs> Trump and just just smacks him in the face. Yep. Um, which I could see that happening because you never know where because they're, where they're dude, go. while he is super conservative, um, definitely an Antonin Scalia. Yeah. And I'm conservative, and I don't agree with the with the at points at times. Yeah. I don't so, agree 100 percent with the travel van. I know it probably comes off that I do. I understand why someone else might. And especially the president, who it's his job but to I keep think, us safe. I, think the, I could see why he might think this is the best course of action. I personally don't I think so. I think but it is a disservice to call you and your it, phone again to call it a Muslim ban. All right, we're back. All right, I apologize for that. So again, <laughs> like we stated at the top of the show, 
I'm having a baby. So <laughs> my phone's not on silent today. No. And there when, might be a break or two. <laughs> when she calls me, I'm going to go, oh, God, hopefully she's not in labor. <laughs> it's not time. Um, so you got 12 hours, son. So, yeah, I do. I really do. We're really going in at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. To Babies are easy. Don't even worry about oh, it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Don't think about it. Um, I've had one. Listen to everything I say. <laughs> yeah. So if there's any more ridiculous interruptions in the show that obviously <laughs> seemed like they were edited horribly. That's because they weren't edited. They were stopped no. and then restarted. Um, <laughs> so anyway, my, but my point basically is that Mitch is wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just like, I, I don't know. It's, but so let's go back into the, the ninth circuit. I do, I do think that, Here's what I would think. I, Bunch of liberals. I think that even with an 11 panel or 11 it judge is, panel, yeah. it, it's a liberal court and it'll probably go the same way. I would I would be interested. It may not go 11 to nothing. Yeah, and, and I do think it's it's important to note that this guy who brought it to a vote or suggested the vote stayed anonymous. So he didn't even feel comfortable coming and putting his name up forward. Well, right. To his I, own colleagues or whatnot and, and everything. I would, yeah, but I would say that's more to the American public than it is to the, yeah, to to his colleagues because people are cr- acting crazy right now. They are, and so <laughs> I I wouldn't want to put my name out on for it or that's why we made it. a podcast. That was uh, smart, <laughs> <laughs> right? So. But the thing is, I don't have any I don't have any influence in the decision. So right. I can tell you that all you people that are for this ban, you're just trying to hug yourself with with arms made of walls. Um, <laughs> and and I don't the agree with, I don't agree with the reasoning. Um, I don't per se agree with this reasoning, but I also understand that I'm an asshole that doesn't have all the facts and that there I have is all a, the facts. Just listen to me. <laughs> there is. <laughs> There is a lot of terrorism in the world right now because there are these terrorist organizations that for whatever fucking reason we decided not to put a stop to. Right. And so now we're dealing with them and a, a much more um, involved scale than we would have had to if we just would have gone in and taken care of it. Yeah. No, I still I think mean, we need to go in and take care of it because we've just given it away. We gave it to Russia. We gave it to I agree that Bashar al-Assad. No one, Republican or Democrat, wanted Bashar al-Assad to still be in power. No. Like we all agreed on that. And by doing what we did, that's what we have. Not only do we have Bashar al-Assad, but we have a Russian-backed Bashar al-Assad who is still supposed to be our ally. Even under think... the Democrats, right. he was supposed to be so our ally. So let's say in a in a perfect world, like the Russian-United States relationship does work out. Putin and Trump are actually are actually going to work together and all this stuff. And we Golden do, Chow is going to bring us together, and, man. And let's say that we that you get your wish and the two teams join up and take out ISIS and er- and more or less eradicate ISIS. Right. All right. Let me, let me bring you to a, a new question at that point that all of that is done and we're friends with Russia and ISIS is gone. Can we still go back into Syria and get rid of Bashar al-Assad? No, I don't think so. Like I said, we bought him. By with our inactivity, we have bought Bashar al-Assad. That is, he's not going anywhere. So if he goes somewhere, do you think ISIS would come back? No, I don't think so. I don't because Bashar al-Assad has nothing to do with ISIS, really. Right. You know, he just was, you know, he just was killing his own people. They tried doing their own revolution to get him out of power. It didn't work out. Yeah, what's crazy is, and the reason I asked um, that question is because there's a story that came out this week about um, some some of the goings on in 
under Assad. Um, and like obviously horror stories, we all know a lot of them, but this one really, really kind of made me go, damn, like this guy, this guy is the epitome of like worse than Saddam Hussein, probably worse than yeah. Gaddafi. Um, I mean, they're all bad guys. They're all bad guys. But like the story that came out this week was that, um, you know, so he'd take these political prisoners, right? People that spoke out against the like, rebels, uh, the, the rebels. Right. Um, but he would take, but, but he would take guys and their family members that like, were not involved in violence. were not involved in protest. They just, they just were on the opposite side. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he would take them and, and imprison them. And then in the middle of the night, the, um, the prisoners or the prison guards would come down and take 500 people at a time. Um, and tell them that they were going to to be medically examined, right? They would take them into the basement of this prison where they would sit in front of a um, military judge and they would all be sentenced to death. They would Try all be treason. they would all be hanged together mm-hmm. and then shipped to local government run hospitals where the coroner would pronounce them dead from fume inhalation or uh like heart failure or or stuff like this and so what i wonder is in that nice republican scenario where russia and united states are playing on the same on the same side Mm -hmm. um to benefit each other is it still okay to go in and take out assad because assad's a bad guy whether yeah he's a bad guy whether you know we're again i still say we bought him and if we do want to take him out later it comes at the at the risk of alienating the russians and a few other people um i think that because i didn't think that we should have backed bashar al-assad obviously but i don't think we should have backed the rebels it should have been us we should have gone in and said we are the power here you and i ousting him you and i had that i mean that was one prediction that i made six years ago (laughs) it was like why don't we just go in and just arm the rebels well yeah we got to that point but i don't think like we could i never wanted to arm the rebels i I didn't think that was a good idea because who the fuck are these guys but we could have gone in with the air force and we could have blown up there we needed a base because we did do that we did the drone strikes and obama you know was was killing people all over the place because that that's just what happens in war whenever you're not 100 percent right uh, we see what happens with that but without having that intel without having a base soldiers on the ground people that can collaborate collaborate with everyone else to try to take these guys out it was all for naught i mean we basically said well it's their fight they should be doing it right and I understand that, but at the same time, we knew they weren't up for the task. It was obvious that these guys weren't going to get the job done. So All it took for was for Russia to come in and say, we're going to come in and throw our cloud around. We're not backing the rebels, because duh. Right. So we're going to back Bashar al-Assad and just end the conflict. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done. <laughs> and he, uh, uh, Putin is just so popular in Russia right now because of that, because he's showing power. He's making it, he's making Russia great again. Right. You know, he's restoring it to its former glory at least in their eyes um it's not the path that we would take um no and it's the path that we're going to uh, look i don't think it turns out good for us i don't think russia can be the former russia if the united states yeah we really got to square off if are we okay with not being a superpower and this is something that Mitt Romney argued in his well, book. We're going to not be a superpower either way, but I well, rather we need it, to be. Is rather, my argument. I'd rather like, it be China than Russia. I don't want China either. These guys are the China is the worst country for environmental rights, workers' rights. These guys don't give a fuck. All they care about is trying to make China even. <laughs> what they don't do that 
Russia does. And apparently the United States, according to Donald Trump, is poison their political enemies. Hey, um, dude, Beijing and whatnot is in Hong Kong. They are messed up. Those guys do go missing and their political Hong opponents. Not, well, Hong Kong is part of China. Yeah. The head, the head <laughs> Donald Trump reluctantly admitted this week. Oh, one China policy. But yeah, don't don't think the China is any too different. That, speaking of things that Donald Trump has already flip flopped on, NATO's okay now. All of a sudden, NATO's great. Well, we have Nikki Haley in there, or no, it's just in the UN. Uh, I don't know. Like the NATO is yeah. Republicans be ready to be let down <laughs> by Donald Trump. We already have been. I mean, that's just the the common course because I don't think Trump realized that the president doesn't have all the damn power in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's going to have to get used to that idea that there are checks and balances. People do stop you in different forms and in different ways. They have different methods of doing so. Right. And I don't, and I'll say as far as, you know, this topic goes, the, the Muslim ban, which it is, and let's not call it a travel ban. It's anymore, not a Muslim because ban. Because when you tell, I will not give you, you tell, that point ever. Well, when you tell Christians in Iraq that they're allowed to come in, but Muslims aren't, it becomes a Muslim it, ban, no, it's not a, a travel it's a persecuted land. group. We've oh, done yeah, because Muslims same thing aren't Muslims. being persecuted in the Middle East. Yes, they are, but it's much, yes, they di- are. But it's much more difficult to discern from Christians because Christians because they're are being brown? attacked. No, because everyone there is Muslim. That's like coming in. If you were, if there was a, How, so if everybody there is Muslim, so much so everyone that there, it, obviously, so but. if if the majority of people are Muslim, so much so that yeah. it's that's hard to discern them. How do you how do you discern a Christian because they're white? No, because they claim that they're a Christian. Okay, they go so to these then Christian if it's groups. as easy if as if being part of a religion are is you, as easy as claiming, that are you you're denouncing part of that a religion? the Christians are being persecuted in these states? No, do you I'm, think that's not happening? No, are you are you discounting that Muslims are being persecuted in these states more? Of course they are, because it's a civil war within their own area. They're trying to wipe out the okay. moderate Muslims. So when, when good Muslims... It's not a Muslim ban, though, because obviously if it was a Muslim ban, then all countries of Muslim origin and majority Muslims would Muslim be banned. It's a Muslim ban from those countries in the list. It's a travel ban from those countries. They happen Unless to be majority you're a Christian. Muslim. Yeah, because then you're getting okay, persecuted. Okay, so it is a Muslim it. ban same thing that, that was done. put on those countries. No, it is not. If you're a Christian, you can travel here. No, you're going to be vetted, but we're going to have an expedited way to get you back in because you're being a persecuted group. So you have to be vetted, only we're going to loosen the rules on our vetting if you're a Christian. Because there aren't a lot of radical Christians well, right then now, if I'm especially a, from these areas. Then if I'm a crazy, Islamist, if I'm a crazy Islamist from Somalia, I'm just claiming Christianity. Yeah, that'd be, that they probably will try to do that, and that's why hopefully we'll vet them and, and get them out. But we do so need to try you to would take the extended measures to try to get them through. So then you would think that we need a three-year vetting process for Christians as well. I would think, well, it depends. If we need to look at them, I think three years alone is a little bit too long. Depending on it, I know that everyone, whether you're Muslim or Christian, whether you're Muslim or not, three years seems excessive unless you're really going to go through. I don't know what their process is and I don't know how they do it. Okay. Regardless, Christians are being persecuted. That is actually happening. And so just like every other, well, not to the same extent and to a bigger extent. No, because it's statistically it's, it's within itself. It, it's contained within itself. So if it's a Christian that's being persecuted, which they are, obviously, so we if, can try to get that away. But the Muslims that are being persecuted oftentimes have ties. They have family members that are also intermingled. Let's say you have a, an right, uncle or so something that is joining let's this, just this group. Flip, let's you got to be a little bit stri- more stringent on them. If we're so if Protestants and Catholics are killing each other in Ireland, mm-hmm. should one side be? What should the vetting process be? For for Protestants, it and, depends on what the majority Catholics. is. If there was the majority Catholic, but Muslims should have an easier go of things. What do you mean? Muslim refugees fleeing fleeing fl- from that that fight. Yeah, 
because yeah, they're not part of the, so? they're not part of the conflict there. They're not instigating the conflict. They're not the ones that are that are perpetuating it. I think anybody personally, I think that anybody who's not part of that conflict should be Can you agree with me it's a little way. bit harder to discern if you're from cuz this is radical Islamists that we're dealing with. It's a little bit harder to discern if the, if you're Islamic if you, from Christian if you're, if com- you're part of that if, organization. I will agree that if you're coming from a western point of view yes because western people see brown people and see brown people um <laughs> we don't I see think, brown people it I just so that happens when, that the conflict right I now involves brown here's people here's the thing that i think i think that if somebody in the donald trump administration or if somebody in the government that is put in in um control of making these checks on these people mm-hmm. if you see a white guy show up at the gate you assume that he's a christian if you see a brown guy, you assume that he's a Muslim. Are there any brown Christians in the Middle East? I'm sure there Probably are. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Do they get treated the same way as the white That's Christians in the Middle East? Them. You do have to vet them. Nobody's disagreeing you that you have to vet them. You can come up with whatever them. whatever your bias is when you first see them coming to the gate. That's one thing. So you think that if I claim Christianity, I, would I should want be, vetted to be vetted easier? What's that? If I claim Christianity, I should be vetted easier. No, I think when you're coming from this area, which has radical Islamic ties that you're probably not as a big of a suspect as being part of that group if you're Christian. That makes sense because it's not radical Christians but, doing it. Right, but we both acknowledge that Christians don't all come in the same shape. No, they shape don't. That's why you vet size. Right. So if I claim Christianity, no matter mm-hmm. what I look like, the vetting process should be easier than if I claim Islam. Not necessarily. It should be expedited. It should take priority because you want to get those people out quickly because they are the ones well, that Well, if are... I'm a terrorist, just claim Christianity. Well, then you get vetted, and then we say, well— Mr. Dude, you've got like 800 relatives that are in this thing. Oh, trust me, I'm different. Not good enough. You don't get to come in. Or we come in and say, oh, Mr. Christian, what do you do? I love Jesus. He's real cool. And then they go, okay, you don't have any other ties to it. Your families are fine. Expedite. So go through. So then let's use another scenario. If the Phelps— I'm coming to think that you just hate Christians. No, I don't hate Christians. <laughs> it's not about that. I'm trying to show that you're you're only considering one side of the argument. No, I don't think I am. And, and I'm trying to show that— if if you say that it's a travel ban, which it, it is, then it is a travel ban for everybody from that region. And it is, isn't it? No, it's they just not. get expedited reviews on their on uh, on the vetting process, so they still can't come in until they get vetted. Therefore, it is still a travel ban from this area. As long as they're all getting vetted under the same process, okay. They are getting fine. vetted, but they get expedited because they're a persecuted group. And we would do the same for any other persecuted well, group. Well, then I'm on the calling for all refugees who are not bad guys to, <laughs> to claim Christianity. Go for it. Convert. If they don't really care that much, then just go for it. You don't need it. to convert. All you have to do is say that you're a Christian. Well, then they're going to look back and say, what's all this Quran doing in your house? <laughs> okay. Well, then, then it oh, is I just a, really like it. Then it know? is a Muslim ban. No, it's not. My mom was raised me Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that there is Catholic stuff around my house. Right. I'm not a Catholic. Well, I'm not either. Really. I'm not in anything. So if I said to somebody that I'm not a Catholic, could you come find a rosary or a scapular in my yeah. house and say, and oh, it, yes, you are. And if it was a radical Catholic problem, could you see the why we would want to vet you a little bit harder when you saying that you do not have any ties to Catholicism and then finding these objects around you or in the vetting process? But do you but I'm a good guy, right? Like I'm Yeah, I'm, you might be saying that, but No, I'm telling you in the scenario, I am an actual good guy. Okay. okay? So just because I have a scapular somewhere in a box doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I have done anything wrong. No. And just because I have Catholic douchebag family members that may have done <laughs> something wrong still doesn't make me a bad person. No. So you are assigning me 
as you are putting me in that same group with those Catholic extremists now right. because of a scapular. Because it, there's ties so, to it. So, you don't see the point there? So you're making the... a religious judgment. Well, the, let's be honest. So it's a if Muslim it was, ban. No, if it was actual Christians that were attacking and then you were tied to these things, I would say maybe hold off on there. That's the point. And the thing is, is that it's not all Muslims. It's from these areas. That's why the other Muslim countries don't have the ban. <laughs> no, 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 no. It makes no sense. Saudi Arabia should have a ban. They should. But that's never going to happen. UAE we have should have many, a ban. Qatar should have many, a ban. That's great. Okay, that's you saying that. So if you put money into to us, then you know we'll also that goes both ways, man. We'll also bend the rules. Yeah, that goes both ways. Democrats and and Republicans, and you are banning Muslims. That That is no, because we're not. That goes both ways with Republicans and conservatives, or I mean, uh, Democrats and conservatives. Both of them are not going to do shit to Saudi Arabia. That's not going to happen. I agree with you. Right. So bringing that up and saying like, oh, well, you have to ban them. It's not going to happen. So that's just a moot point. Shouldn't you? I would like to see that happen, but it's okay. not going to happen. So right. it's a moot point. Well, that's fine. They, no, I agree. It won't happen. But yeah. what I'm saying is if you want to talk about where Muslim Islam, Muslim extremists come from, Saudi Arabia and the UAE are your number one and two suspects. Right, right there. The government more than has Iran, decided, both sides of the than, government have decided that the economic benefits outweigh the terrorism so threats. So what they're basically saying is we don't actually care about your security. We care about the illusion of your security. I don't see it that way either. I think that we do the care. The number about... one and two people <laughs> on the list of sponsoring yeah. terrorism are left They've off made, our ban. I understand that. Okay, they, so then there's no security from those people. No, that's, that's totally different because, like I said, they've decided that the economic benefits outweigh the security measures. However, these countries aren't helping us. Iran has never helped us. So, I don't... so essentially, Iran and Somalia, mm-hmm. if you give us money, we don't care how dangerous you are to our to people. To an extent, I would say so. I okay. think that the, the government would probably go along with that. Okay, so that then they're the picking thing. and choosing what Muslims they leave off the list. Because it's not Muslims. It's a travel ban. It's from this area. Unless you're a Christian or a right. Jew, I would assume. Right. I'm sure Israelis can well Israel is <laughs> always going to be them, on our list. Right. Of like, well, I'm sure they first. can. The Israelis will probably take the the Jews that are being persecuted. That's not probably going to be our issue. Christians wrote a letter back to the Donald Trump administration and said, "Now nah, we're cool." Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I don't think I like to stand on it being a Muslim ban. There's just there's so much evidence to the fact that there's a ton of Muslim countries that are not banned. We're looking at these countries because these are the countries that the the government has said has ties. We've come to the agreement that Saudi Arabia is a moot point because of the economic no, factors. No, we have not. It's not a moot point. I it, think it's a moot point. It is not. What we've come to the agreement on is that nothing will happen there. Right. That's not right. And Saudi Arabia is a much bigger security risk to the United States than Iran Doesn't is. that defeat your, your argument, though, by saying that, oh, it's a Muslim ban, but these guys aren't included, therefore it's not a Muslim ban? Because then they would be excluded as well. If it was a purely Muslim band, here are all the countries that would be excluded. They're not. No. What so I'm, where's your argument? Okay. What I'm saying, though, is it, so it's a poor Muslim band? <laughs> no, is that what the, it is? I guess, yeah. If you I want mean, to look at it that way. If, you don't, if you don't benefit my pocketbook, then yeah. you're not allowed to come here. I think you'll find yeah, a life lost. That, that usually that's fine. That is, seems like a very Republican principle. It's a Democrat principle, too. There's no <laughs> sides on this. If you give us money, we tend to go easy on you. That's the way it's always been. It's that's not, not ethical at all. And especially when you're talking about a country that serves a bigger risk to us than any of the countries on that list. We right. don't have a Syrian problem. We don't have a Somalian problem. We don't have an Iran or Iranian we don't refugee have a problem, problem. 
yeah, because we're doing a good job. So we don't need to be any more preventative than we already are because we're clearly doing a good job. While terrorism is on the rise in the mm-hmm. world, it is not in the United States because obviously yeah. our system works. I don't have any problem with with our, our government saying we want to take a look at it for a certain period of time. It's not like they said a full year. It's not like they said two years or three years. They said give us 90 days to look it over. That's 90 days. That's a month and look a half. Look it over. Look it over. Look it over. Okay, then there you go. No ban. <laughs> look it over. You don't need a ban to look it over. You don't necessarily All need a ban to look it over. All you're doing is trying to play to your base. And that's where I have a problem with this, is that it's not. it doesn't do anything for our security. It doesn't do anything whatsoever. You, that's easy you to say make because the arguments. You make the arguments that... You know, why not be secure? Why not? Because it doesn't do anything. The number one and two <laughs> sponsors of terrorism are still out there and still can get their right. people in here. We're no less safer with this ban than we are without this ban. That's not necessarily true. If something does happen, if there is a plan, if and something it gets happens, through, it's going to be some douchebag in his basement in New Jersey that does it. Well, it's that's going on a different be... thing. That's going off homegrown terrorism, which is a different topic that's the, not touched by this. Right. The and only problem not, that we have in the United States, homegrown terrorism is not touched by this right so far give yourselves a pat on the back republicans <laughs> you essentially put up walls to make yourselves feel warm and fuzzy inside i still did that way. nothing I think that's for a, the security I think that's a of the united states view of it i think that they, there's enough turmoil in the world right now to say we need to take a step back and take a look at these because we're watching all of our allies go through these problems i understand it's not a problem now and it's real easy to throw around numbers that say zero from the past 15 years but in the end of the day we need to stay safe and take a look at it. We're not saying this is writ law for the rest of time. We're saying 90 days. Take a look at it. But do you trust that it's a 90-day ban? Even let's. I don't know. Put, I don't know it, what they're going to find out. I don't because I don't trust. I don't inherently trust them either. Right. But at the same time, I don't think that it's. I mean, I was pretty sure the phone lines in the White House were supposed to be back on like <laughs> two and a half weeks ago. For some reason, they're still right. down. I don't trust the government. Well, it's hard That's to run the government point. whenever <laughs> Democrats won't allow the government to start running itself. You can't get your phone lines back on? I don't know. Is that your I've argument? Never tried doing if it. Chuck Schubert wasn't crying <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I don't know what they stop and what they don't. I'm just saying he's not getting any friends from the previous administration or from the, the Democrats in Congress no, to get gotta, this up and running. That's not how friendship works. You have to earn friendship, and all he, all he has done. I think Donald Trump's is, a pretty easy guy to be friends with. He's only Every, thrown stones. Everyone, yeah, like I said, he always fights back against people who come at him. But I think it's well within knowledge that if you're nice to Donald Trump, he's nice to you. He goes overboard on being nice to you. So like maybe it's the Democrats' turn to put out an olive branch every now and again and see if something goes their way instead of just throwing a fit, getting upset. I and will stopping say everything. I will agree that like with some things, I I think the the Democrats need to just like loosen up a little bit. But I do think with this, I don't have a problem with this being opposed. I don't. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with it being opposed, especially I think since they I know people. I know people with travel visas, and they're affected right now by this. So yeah, you're always yeah, know someone. That doesn't mean anything, right? So if yeah, it does though. Because so if Brandon Condit personally knows someone, we have to not do it. Doesn't no, make any sense. it's not about Brandon Condit, the person. It's about every single person out there that's listening to this knows somebody that friend that you have that does have a visa mm-hmm. that is a exchange student or whatever right from iran from from china um, is china on the list no china's not on the so list what's, but what's the issue the shut up <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put a person from iran there in my case it's china we're not talking yeah. about brandon <laughs> we're talking about that student who's at umsl or at 
Yeah, and that really, that really sucks, but that's the way that the, the world is right now. And I don't think that we can go that, – that's what the Obama administration loved doing. They'd pick one person out of the crowd and go, look at this little old lady. She gets punched in the tits every day, and that's real sad, and it's your fault. And then that's supposed to somehow negate the fact that we can make our own decisions. So we live, There's some people that are going to be affected by this. So yes. we, we live in a town that has a pretty infamous company. Um, that comes out of it, Monsanto, right? And I don't know if you've ever seen the Monsanto campus. I have because I work down by both of them. I have a friend that works at Monsanto, so you can't say anything bad okay. about it. Okay. Is he white? <laughs> he is. He's like the only white guy that works there. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that Monsanto is a great company or anything like that. I'm not going to debate GMOs right now. But what right. I will say is that scientists come from Egypt, come from Iran, come from from Israel, our, come from these countries mm-hmm. um, that are over there, we're stopping them too. Well, do you know why so, they come, right? They come for our colleges. Terrorism. <laughs> probably. <laughs> then shut it down. Yeah, probably terrorism. We will shut that down. Um, no, they come here for our colleges. And, and, and then, then they we benefit send them, the United States. No, because we send them out. We, we, as soon Have as you seen there, the Monsanto campus? We're not sending them all out. <laughs> like every single, if they get, yeah, if they get the, every the single piece whatnot. of corn that you've eaten in the last decade is thanks to an Iranian. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like you're not – don't – you're pretending that they serve no benefit. But you're also coming from the point of the argument that every Iranian is a fucking scientist. No, I'm that's not. not the case. I'm, I'm coming from the I'm we coming can, we, from the We can get our own scientists. I, I guarantee you we have people that – are smart enough to make fucking corn for Monsanto in our own country. We don't need the Iranian scientists. We benefit from foreigners being in our country, from those countries as well. Um, so we are not just putting a stop to the scary right. non-existent terrorism problem that we uh, have. Yeah, obviously, we do benefit from people being in there. I don't think that it's 100%. Well, if we if we turned off the valve and no foreigners came in, that the America would just crumble. No, I mean no, we have I, people here that can do the same things as well. It's just this guy's smart. He did well in the interview. We take him instead. So I don't think that it's saying, okay, well now that we have a ninety day ban on Iran, our entire science infrastructure is going to crumble no, because but that's corn's if you're not taking being made. if you're taking it at face value and and assuming that it will stay a ninety day ban. I don't assume right. that it will stay a ninety day ban because I don't know. With Bannon, Bannon seemed like he wanted to do this. Bannon seems like the biggest a hole in the history <laughs> of the world. Um, and you know, I don't know. This is just a push for President Bannon's whole agenda. Um, so you we'll know, see. like I said, I think that there's a lot of of um, with the the way that the world is right now, it it never stands to be too cautious. Um, and preferably, I would like it if we would just go over there and work with russia to take out the problem i don't think that if isis was around we wouldn't have this problem there wouldn't be a ban there wouldn't be anything i don't think there's gonna be a ban so i think he'll reward it i think that yeah i think that he's 100 percent gonna reward that that and it's gonna go right through i think the states will continue to sue that's and then they will sue again and then they can keep it held (laughs) up in court and as long as it's held up in court eventually they'll have to go to the supreme court and if they can get it there before neil gorsuch yeah then it's over anyway. There's a way to word it. Like if you can word it properly with the right fact, because all you need is one right fact that says this is what we've it's seen. It's just astonishing that they don't have a fact. Well, I think that the the fucking the lawyers reason. shit the bed. Like they just apparently they didn't show up with their game face on, or I don't know. I w- I didn't hear the transcripts of the the court meeting. It could just be that those 
those judges decided. And that's the real problem with right now is that it's so polarized. Yeah. People, especially Democrats, and for the past eight years, especially Republicans, were just picking their party over their profession. Yeah. And they were just going, you know what? Fuck it. I disagree with it. So instead of looking at the facts, I'm going to come in with a mindset that it's wrong. And now I'm just going to shut it down. Yeah. And no, that could I, very well have been what happened to the Ninth Circuit. It could. Yeah. And I won't, I won't disagree with that. It but to be fair, it did sound like the lawyers just did not do yeah, a good it, job of it, making an argument. It, it didn't sound, it didn't sound good for the Trump administration. Right. It, it seems it's a like, hard argument to make. And even as I sit here trying to make it because it hasn't happened yet. Right. There hasn't been a discernible event that we can all look you're at saying, and go, Oh fuck, we no, should stop because, that. No. Cause the argument that your side is making is you might someday get into a car accident. So don't drive <laughs> like, and that's, that's not reasonable. No, we're doing the car warranty aspect saying at some point we're going to get broken down. So let's just take care of it. <laughs> right. But you and I who have both sold car warranties know that's a bullshit pitch. 99% and- <laughs> of the time, but that 1%, they really, really like us. <laughs> like they totally are on board. Wait, you don't have a receipt. We're not paying for anything. <laughs> <laughs> One mile over on that oil change, There's go fuck yourself. all around. No, we'll just keep the ban. Yeah. Um, there are. So like I said, ag- again, got to reiterate, I don't agree with the ban per se. But I do agree that Which it's, if you listen to like 10 minutes ago, I did get him to say that he does agree with the ban. <laughs> and I did that on purpose. I um, didn't know because I don't 100%. I agree with their right to do it. I think that the government has the ability to put in the ban in order as long as it's for the 90-day period or whatever period they want to do to review things. I think that's well within a government's right and an administration's right to make sure that it I think it, reviewing it things is absolutely within the right of the government. Right. I don't think you need a ban to do it. I don't think you necessarily do, but I also don't feel that I'm in the position to know more than the generals and everyone else. That's Donald Trump at. is. Yeah, well, he is now because he's commander in chief, so he actually is in the position to know I am that. Too. So, <laughs> so um, run for run for president, and then you can be the commander in chief. I will not run for president. I have a Facebook and a MySpace account, <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will not like. I, I'm sure that hopefully that MySpace is. Like doesn't even exist anymore. But I can't. I, lo- I forgot my password, so I can't even get in to delete. The so that means it's there, there and oh, somebody there. can pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I will not no. run. I will not run for office. <laughs> I will just yell at people who do. Right. Um, but, so again, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I th- think that's it, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try to be. So I think that we're gonna. I think he's gonna reword it. I think that it's gonna, in some way, shape, or form get through but i do have to admit that i thought it wasn't going to be this big of a deal to get it i thought that he was pretty much standing on solid ground uh and apparently not yeah. according to the ninth circuit court so i didn't know so we'll see i, I didn't know if he was standing on solid ground i'm glad to find out that he wasn't um because uh, i don't think this what three was, people said so but keep that in mind well we'll see i mean and the thing is this will be up again we'll be talking about this again if not next week the week after so
So, um, I guess for for the final little bit, speed we'll, round. Yeah, we'll try to speed this one up since we went way too long on yeah, that. Yeah, we're at like an hour and some minutes. Yeah, so this is gonna be the longest episode ever, yep. which they are increasingly are. But so <laughs> so we'll get we'll get it right into this. Um, a few other things that happened. Actually, we'll only talk about really like one other thing that's been going on this week, and then I want to finish this kind of on a different a different note than we normally do, but. Um, so first we'll talk about just the tactics of, and we touched on it earlier in the show, but the tactics Mm -hmm. of, we talked about the tactics of the Democrats in Congress and how they're trying to halt things. Now we want to talk about the tactics of the left as a base, um, because they are doing, they seem to be organizing much like the tea party did. They're shutting Republican senators and, and Congress people down whenever they're during town halls halls and and stuff. They're shouting at them. Um, they're, they're blocking Betsy DeVos from, and from a school, which like the last thing that needs to happen is for her to not have access to a school. Like she (laughs) has no knowledge whatsoever about the education system. Maybe get her in a school. Let her sit in on a couple sessions. (laughs) Right. See how this whole thing works that we call public education. Yeah. It's her job. Um, I got an issue with that just because I did not like. Betsy DeVos at all. No. I don't I, I don't think most reasonable people most, people most don't. reasonable people don't. Yeah. Uh, well, at least the ones that I've come in contact with or seen online. So I but I still do have a problem with them literally surrounding her. And the other thing about this is because the way that the, le- that the left has done this where there are so many protests, they just get up there and they try to block someone. It's so inclusive to rioting that at yeah. any point it would not have been uh, so well, I you, would not have you and I have been at at protests before, and yeah. you know the, you know people call it mob mentality, and right, I only and punched like the, twelve people. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> no. not, I'm not, I'm not getting there yet. But when, <laughs> um, I think mob mentality is sometimes used loosely, but when, it's when, real, man. What? Yeah, it is. And I, okay, so we went through. A lot of people know. A lot of people know the Westboro Baptist Church, the church of like eight family members. Um, hate gays and everyone they, else. They just basically hate everybody. Yeah, they hate everybody, and they protest gays, soldiers, funerals, and right. all, all this stuff. So anyway, they showed up at a local high school um, a few years back. What high to, school was it? Uh, it was Fort Zumwalt East. Okay. Um, they showed up, or well, they were scheduled to show up there. They didn't actually show up because East was before uh, my days. That was West yeah, all the way. No, mine too. Um, but anyway, so they scheduled a protest because I think the I can't remember what the issue was. I think they were East protesting was, something was like, doing like a um, like some type of LGBT inclusive club, like after yeah. school, like uh, apparently they pissed off the Westboro like Baptist Church enough to show up and be like, right. Oh. So they decided they were going to schedule an appearance at East with all their nasty signs of all their hateful rhetoric and whatever. So a bunch of, a bunch of people, local people, including myself, um, showed up to the counter protests, uh, which, you know, I felt good about, like, I'm going to be on the opposite side of this hateful speech and, and whatnot. And while I do think that I, first of all, Westboro didn't even show up, so it was literally <laughs> just a counter protest. See, it worked. So, so that was interesting. But it still made me feel good that people showed up for what I thought was the right reason. Right. And and here's and I also would agree that that is the right reason. And I think mostly it is. But where mob mentality comes in to play, and this is a really like this, nobody fights, no nothing happens bad at Fort Zumwalt East, so I don't want to allude to that. But, um. What did happen, though, was a bunch of chants that had nothing at all to do with 
LGBT issues started right. happening because because kids started skipping class to hang out on the sidewalk outside of their school <laughs> and started yelling free the whales and do all this stuff and you saw how fast it, it it took literally like five minutes and the entire crowd went from standing together for a purpose to standing together to just stand together and everybody's yelling their right. own thing and everybody's laughing and laughing, having a good time uh-huh. and that's a harmless Right. Way that mom until the rage comes in, right? On whatever it is. But so in that same respect, if you relate that to something that happened at Berkeley, or to relate that to something that happened in Washington D.C. on inauguration, yeah. which or very well could have happened about. to Betsy DeVos when she showed yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Because people, I think people sometimes show up for the right reasons, but because it's so easy to get off focus right it turns into this mob thing and, and so they, i think people need to be really careful yeah. and those those I think democrats the left protests need... are just like i said way too inclusive to rioting even when it when it and it didn't used to happen like you said back in the day like the westboro baptist church is easily something that people could riot over nowadays right but back in that day it was a little bit different and you know people were upset and everything and uh, I know the one thing that happened to the uh, Westboro Baptist Church, they released all the names and the address, they doxed them yeah, and all that. Yeah. And I came out against that at the time as you well. Did. yes. Because, like, they're still people. We can yeah. disagree with them, and we don't like them. I don't want them to come around, but they can if they want. I'm just going to call you dumb. Right. That's what yeah, I no, do. Yeah, no, I, I agree so with you So I didn't like that. that. And, and like I said, too, mo- too often now, whenever I'm looking at uh, social media, when I, I look at uh, NPR reporting on these things, it's just laden with people in support of other human beings being hurt yeah, just because they I disagree with that. I would be. I know you've you've now thrown NPR under the bus a couple of times. Fuck in you, the NPR. Last, I don't like NPR. In the last so. two weeks, but I don't think that NPR. Um, I think NPR is. They definitely have their. They're, they have an agenda. I don't think it's as big of an yeah. agenda as conservatives would like to say. A year ago, I would agree with you. Not anymore. Not um, after this election. They chose their side. They made it very here's obvious. Here's the thing. I don't think that you can stop what's going to happen on your comments page. Whether you're like right. whether you're NPR, or the Devil's Advocate, or you know Joe Schmo. Yeah, and I'm talking Facebook. about the mentality you, of just the the left themselves. They're too inclusive to looking the other way whenever mm-hmm. these these riots and this violence happens. Yeah, and I'm guilty of and that too. When I mean when I first saw what was happening in Berkeley even um my first thought was like this is an interesting way to handle this, but I assumed that I would hate Milo Yiannopoulos. And I don't like Milo. Um I agree with 50%, but I disagree. And I wouldn't even say that I agree with that much. But what I would say is he has a right to say it, whether or not I yeah. agree with it. And I'm not going to burn not... down the structure yeah. that he's being housed in. And a big thing has to do also with the way he's doing it. So he's not telling his people, go beat the shit out of all these guys that are right. over here. You know? I will say, though, because I want, like, and this is dumb and I shouldn't even get into this another tangent, just extending the show longer. <laughs> um, but you said last week when we were talking about Berkeley that Milo does a lot of this as um as satire and i don't think that's a fair assessment i think that he Uh, is i think he uses wit but mm -hmm. i don't think but he is presenting himself as an intellectual who is giving you reasoning 
a reason to think this way. Mm-hmm. The difference between that and you bringing up John Stewart and Stephen Colbert is they're presenting themselves as comedians making fun of something. Yeah, just because they're on isn't cartoon. Doing that. Yeah, just because they're on Comedy Central, whatnot. But they, let's be their honest. Their career path One of the is big comedian. They're yeah. stand up comedians before they but had we gotta shows. Look at, but we got to look at the facts. And even back in those days, whenever I was, because I really didn't like John Stewart, The Daily Show, or The Colbert Report. I liked The Colbert Report a little bit more when it was going on. But even then, I would get upset because they were so one-sided. And, you know, whenever you look at the facts, there were young people saying, this is where I get my the majority of my news. That's and you're clearly getting – and it's thing, bad though, on them while for you're that. While you're spouting off about how CNN and, and mm-hmm. NBC and CBS and Fox can't do their jobs, a lot of what comes from Jon Stewart's show back when it was a show um, was better reporting than – or, well, they or were was skewed. Better. It was skewed. Everybody skewed, and theirs right. was skewed more for a comedic take. Well, it was more for a liberal take comedic. with comedic properties eh. to it, which um, in my case is why I relate it to what Milo does because it is a conservative skew with elements of yeah, comedy. Yeah, Milo is it. like Michael Moore. Who he's is not pretending to, to be. He's, pre- he's presenting you facts as an intellectual yeah. who knows something, so you should learn something from him. That's not what Jon Stewart is doing. I still don't I don't see the difference as much as you do, just because it's on Comedy Central, because it's saying it's a comedy It, it has show. nothing to do it's with what network. It's a comedy news you show. Look at, if, yeah, you look at it's the a news show. Right, so it's making fun of stories in the news. But it's still presenting the, to you with the facts and then just skewing it to be more on their side. And, and really what it did was, was it painted that if you thought so, conservative, you were to be laughed at. That's what I had an issue with, is they just, you know, he would just make stupid faces at the camera and be like, look how fucking stupid you but are if I you think, think this, see, I and think, not present I the whole I think you evidence. ignore all of, the, all of the Democrats that got... That laughed a lot about that, it, yay. No, they got set on fire on Jon Stewart's show. They, they did. There were a lot well, of Democrats. Well, even Trevor Noyer does that now. Like, every now and again, I was watching during the election, and he would go at Hillary on the stuff that you it should clearly go Sounds like you're only watching every now and again. Because if you yeah. watched it on well, a nightly basis... Well, I used to basis, watch it quite a bit back in the day. You would but. know then that Jon Stewart attacked Democrats, not equally. No. Um, but back in the day when you and I were watching it, it was before Obama was in office, mostly. Yeah, I, I did. So you should like be attacking first, Republicans more. They're yeah. in power. Well, right. Like, For the first term of Obama, I was still watching. And, so, and like I said, now I watch uh, Trevor Neuer sporadically if I, if I yeah, get I don't a chance know, I, to. I'm not as into that version of the show. But either way... That was a side tangent. I just <laughs> I want to point out that I because I listened to the show back and was like I don't agree with that. That is not that's he's not yeah. he's not a comedian and so it it now I still some don't of his speeches almost end up like stand up. I, I mean they're they're comedic in their in their presentation. He's, he's got wit, but that is not what he's pre- that's not why you're there. Yeah, he still laughs about you're it. You're not there to laugh. Trust me, man. You're, watch, you're watch at speeches. the Daily Show to laugh. Right. Well, you go to the speeches. Trust. There's that's a lot of the laughing da- going that, on. Yes. So people are there. They they realize I, that's part of. The, I agree the, the whole that thing, he is witty. What I don't agree with is the reason you're there, and that is where being using it, presenting Milo as satire, I think is incorrect because you don't show up to laugh. You show up to get informed. You no, do so. show I think up. That they do show up to laugh. I don't think that as much they're they're showing up to be informed. I think it's it's the Milo. You know, he's showing up and he's gonna be speaking. I think people and show, show up, up for different reasons. I think too that like it would be fair to say that racist 
show up to back themselves up. Well, I would hope that there's not a lot of them, Richard Spencer. But, <laughs> <laughs> punch him in the face! I punch him uh, week two, right uh, in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll look to the other side on that one and be like, "What? What? So. I got? We got called out on Facebook or YouTube about that? <laughs> I don't care. I punch him again. I, really, I punch yeah. you too. I can't get. I can't get behind him, man. If you want to punch him, all right. Just don't send him floating down the river. I punch the. That's like, messed up. I punch the commenter too. <laughs> Call me out. I suck. Call Mitch out. Call him out now. Uh, (laughs) um, No, but anyway, so that's, I mean, I don't know. That kind of just wraps up the whole thing. We touched on a few things there, but I I think She should be able to do her job. Betsy DeVos should be able to do her job. The Republicans. Anyone should be able to do their job, even if you disagree with it. And they need to just, I know they're not not going to. They're not going to calm down because I say calm down. It does make me a little bit nervous because, like, I'm starting to doubt, you know, I've, I've said it earlier in the show, I've. I've always thought that, like, you were right, that these this group of liberals that is really, really emboldened right now was the, the quiet or the vocal minority. Yep. But I wonder if they're the vocal majority. And if they are, then people like me need to just shut up. <laughs> because no, I think like because I... the common goal that the the reasonable left and the vocal crazy left have in common is we both don't want donald trump in 2020 and i think that the midterms will One be a good president. test if the if the liberal movement is as united as it yeah, looks right now that's we'll see if it's solidified the or not term should flip right so i think that i wouldn't get too excited about it just like with I, chuck schumer i think that he was all sad and defeated and then the women's march happened and liberals decided we do have people that are actually on our side in numbers I think that it still is the vocal minority, and, but we'll see. The midterms, I think, are a very good litmus test to see right. just how much uh, yeah, I, uh, dissentiment, I suppose, is with the liberal side. Yeah, I I agree with you there. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Right on. Um, so let's move on to the uh, the last little topic. That's more of a more of a fun, free thinking topic here. So I hate that. Um, not so much. I mean, it, it relates a little bit to a story, but I'm not gonna take this into a couple areas and i'm also going to credit the dave glover show on 97.1 fm in st louis um as <laughs> as they, they did have this they brought this up earlier in the week and i really found it intriguing and i think you and i have personal experiences with it that we can talk about and so kind of relate it to here but so here's the thing um there's a story out of california this week or last week where um 72-year-old couple have been married for 22 years, um, are currently, they've immediately separated, may or may not be getting a divorce. I think that's up in the air right now um, because she is a self-described socialist and he voted for Donald Trump. And now, obviously, I don't know too many more details than that. So, like, maybe they were punching each other every day and, like, they really <laughs> need a divorce. That's the best thing for right. them. It's possible. But so that story exists that happened and so and then there's another study that came out recently um that says that 65 percent of people lost contact with friends and or family over the 2016 election and so all of that i think is just an it's just an interesting little brain teaser and like and how do you how do you dissect all of that so um so we'll start with the couple like what do you right. what do you think about 
the couple. Uh, I don't think they're the only ones that that's happened to <laughs> during the selection cycle. I hope cycle. there's not too many divorces going on. Oh, I'm on sure there are, man. I, the thing, it. yeah, this this election was extremely divisive in every sense of the word. It was. And yeah, I mean just I personally it, maybe I didn't lose a friend, I don't know. We'll see. We could, but I've definitely come into quite a few arguments online that got heated because yeah. I, I think I've I had looked... arguments with that same friend. Um, <laughs> I and, think so. And, and it, it is unfortunate because the thing is that for me personally, I don't dislike that person. Um, I do have a problem with tactics and information that have been that used are, yeah. on, on their social media. As I did. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, and what sucks is that like, you know, sometimes, sometimes you almost feel like a bully. Um, <laughs> hashtag bully. Hashtag bully. Uh, you but, fucking bully. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think that it's so easy to bully right now. Well, like, I, I think everyone the, thinks they're right. You know, I, I think bullying and correcting the falsities that your side is presenting are two different things. And I think yeah. that somebody, the, the person that is presenting false stuff, um, it's on you. You're the one who needs to be correcting the story. Right. And so I think that that person can find that can see what your correction as bullying. But I think that it's different from what bullying actually is. Um, my intent in those situations, I'm sure your intent in those situations is not to be a jerk to that person, but is right. to point out that like you're not being consistent and you're right. not being. And I've had fair. points where I couldn't take any more like reading someone's comments or whatnot and being like, I'm not the bad guy. And I went to a irrational response. Right. And now I've done happened. the same thing. Yeah. And I know lots of people that the same thing has happened. Like remove me and all that. And people are doing it. They're actually taking their friends off I, their Facebook feeds. I, I will and, say for the record, I will never delete you from nope, Facebook. That ain't going to happen. Ever. You nope, have to nope. shut me up because right. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. Yeah. You can delete me, but I'm not going to delete you because yeah. to me, a friendship isn't, you don't lose a friendship over political views. We can fight. Right. You and I can fight. Well, we almost. For months, and for, we have. Yeah. Very, yeah. very. During this election, there was definitely a moment. It was after the cons, the whole thing with Donald Trump and whatnot. And I think I called you a Nazi. You did. You <laughs> called me a Nazi. <laughs> you called me up and you came in hot and yeah. I got hot quick, too. And yeah. was just like, nope, fuck that. And we got upset for a very long time. Yeah. There was a couple of days where. We, I, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and that was that sucks. That's fucked too. up because we can call each other dickheads and fucking. <laughs> well, we do all kinds <laughs> of stuff, and yeah, I mean, I we get hit it all the time, on a nightly basis fine. over the phone, and but I'm still like we're still. There's very something about friends. this election that just it, it was well, a step too far for is, a lot of people. If you if you try to like psychoanalyze it, I think what it is is that a lot of people decided sometime in the last year and three quarters. Um, since the 2016 election process started that depending on who your support lay with, that said a lot about you as a person or right. said a lot about your character. If you were on the other side, you couldn't possibly you be could, a good person. Right. It wasn't you even, can't, you can't even understand where I'm coming from because I can't fathom where you're right. coming from. And I in think, many ways, that's why this show even exists. Right. <laughs> like, right yeah. It is because we actually can. We can figure out where the other person's coming from. And we don't have to agree with each other to move on and still not lose a relationship over that. I right. mean, Especially the, a marriage. I couldn't even imagine being married to somebody yeah, that, and being like, you know what? 
that's what did it. I would be way more pissed off about their dish habits or something. <laughs> not their fucking right. presidential pick that well, comes once what every you four years. think about, too, is, like, did they just not talk about politics ever? Like, <laughs> did, you would think that you would know. If somebody, if one side is a Trump supporter and one side is a yeah. self-described socialist, like, you think that they would they would have had some battles before this. You just imagine that. Like, she's a big socialist and whatnot. He just shows up with a Trump sign. What the fuck is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, he was. What the fuck is this? Right. He literally came home with, like like a new garden hose and she was supposed to have <laughs> lamb chops on the dinner she's like i found this you got this what is this red hat um, <laughs> just want to make america great honey get the fuck out right <laughs> like, so yeah it's just but it, it just and what's sad that's crazy what's sad is i believe it like i totally believe 65 yeah. percent of people and like i said i don't think that's the only case i'm sure there's multiple cases the same way across the country because it just went so far even myself arguing with family members where we've gotten yeah. Three times as heated as me and you get. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, like, and, uh, I mean, I like, ah, you're wrong. I remember after after the election, I did not vote for Hillary Clinton. No, put that out on the record. That you I voted did, for yourself. I voted for me and my penis. You did. Um, playing pocket pool going into the ballot booth. Four more years. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for me. Um, and because I didn't, because the thing is, I didn't want to know three years from casting that vote right. that I was responsible for whatever was going on. And that's and a both sides out. were bad. That's, well, both sides were bad. But, I never believed you either. I always thought you were voting for Hillary the whole time. I know you did. And you told me that I was, and I was like, <laughs> I really hope that he believes that I'm not really because did. I'm really not. And I did it. <laughs> but I was also very, very confident that Hillary Clinton was going to win. I right. didn't see a possibility that Donald Trump could win. And I, I fell into the same trap that, a lot of Democrats are still falling in where it's easier Republicans. It's easier to call the other side names and to just shut them down mentally and just black them out right. than to accept that they could actually have a reason for feeling that way other than what I see. Right. My problem with or Donald Trump... you could Trump, be wrong. I And I'll be the first one to say, I could be fucking wrong right. on a lot of things. I'm an asshole in a chair drinking beers. Right. I could be wrong on everything. Yeah. I don't know. My My reason for not liking Trump was because of the rhetoric. I didn't like his rhetoric. I don't think that that's. I I think that there's something to be said about how how much class or prestige that office should hold. And so I was blindsided by blindsided by this guy who is doing everything different. Like nothing is how it, I've right. I've known politics for a long time, and it, nothing is happening the way it's supposed to. And I didn't understand it. I think I fell into. I got hung up on things that I thought were racist and I got hung up on things that I thought were fascist and I thought I got hung up on those things. So I called people who believed in him a fascist or a bigot right. or a racist. And I think that's a disservice. I think that there's a lot of Democrats that are still doing that, but I think that's because yeah. you get so hung up on those qualities or like you, you got hung up on the fact that Hillary Clinton is a cheater. She is right. a liar. She's a dishonest person. And so it's and easy that was me to, going into it saying that's the office. That's the presidency of the United States. I don't want someone that I know is corrupt getting in. there. Right. And it's easy for people on your side and people on my side to look at the other side and go, well, he must be a racist well he must be a corrupt asshole he must be yeah. corrupt and dishonest and that's just simply not the case and i right. think that this i think because the politicians both sides all sides made it so personal in the 2016 election that it really made us feel that we are we are 
we're picking a side, but there is a line in the sand in between the two <laughs> sides. Like you are clearly we're not Obama. We stick to our red lines in the sand. <laughs> you are clearly on one side or the other, and I think that that kind of hurt us as a population. Um, I know that after Donald Trump won the presidency, I remember sitting there and still, as election night was as it was closing down I was like two as as, till like four in the morning it was two, ridiculous at two in the morning I was still thinking there's got to be more counties that haven't been counted. it's two o'clock in the morning well, it's well, three o'clock on the, the east coast of the election because <laughs> I was coming into it and I kept I was the Trump supporter that kept going with it like I was like he's gonna he might win and then the, the past couple days I was like oh well, I don't know right and about nine o'clock at night on election night we called each other and it was like so there's no way Donald Trump can win, right? Right. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, called it. Yeah, like it was it, basically done. And then, and then Florida happened. Yeah. And, and after Florida, more just kept coming in. Ohio happened, and then when Pennsylvania happened, I was like, oh my fucking so, god. So, but I remember after the election because that all played out at like four in the morning, and so we didn't talk right after the election. We talked the next day. Right. And I remember after nine o'clock, we didn't we didn't do anything else. No. And I remember not wanting to answer the phone I, because I was so, because I was a jerk. I was, I was like every other Democrat leading up to it where I was yelling in my glass bubble and just right. and my echo chamber. And like, I was a jerk. Right? There, you're right. You're right. You're stupid for voting for Trump and you have no idea how bad you're going to lose. And I'm going to feel so great when this is over. And then to like, I fell asleep in between when, when I thought it was over and when it actually ended and then, <laughs> and the outcomes were very different when I woke up and was like, Oh my God, what happened? This is over. Um, but I didn't want to talk to you for a couple of days oh, yeah. because I was afraid to talk to you. Well, I have been such an ass for like, three, yeah. And I wasn't three, letting you forget it, man. I was gloating my ass off. I was like, what's up? So, but Brandon's face on November 8th. Oh, <laughs> but the thing that I do think is good about what we were able to do. And I hope that people, I hope more people were like us that we don't have to agree with each other. We can give each other crap. We can fundamentally disagree with aspects of each other's views, but that should not end our friendships or our relationships. Right. Um, it's just that to me is mind boggling. Right. So, you just got to try to be humble and realize you might be wrong. They're yeah. not necessarily wrong just because they're not saying the same thing as you. Right. And that, yeah, that, that's, and huge. you'll find, I think, I think most reasonable, most reasonable people will find that the, the truth of what's right and wrong falls somewhere in between extreme left and extreme right. Like right. there, you know, there's, there's going to be a holes shouting on both sides of both sides of the aisle. And those loudest people are probably the people that represent the fewest people. Um, right. We'll see based on the midterms, if that's, that's true, it's all going to come down to at least yeah. for, and that's fucked because it's like two years away. <laughs> right. We got like a year until yeah campaign cycle starts going yeah, on. So that's gonna be can, pretty awesome. I mean, well, yeah, it'll definitely be. Man, this will be an interesting show during the next election process. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I think that's I think that's I think that it wraps for, it. Yeah. Don't forget to leave us a like and subscribe for all of our latest content. Links to the topics discussed are gonna be listed down below. Be sure to comment and let us know just how wrong you think we are. We will respond. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And now we leave you with your alternative fact of the week. Loretta Scott King, the widow of Martin Luther King. Loretta Scott King. Loretta Scott King. Loretta Scott King. On this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, audio of his late wife, Coretta Scott King.